Were you, were you making yours? Yeah. Up? Okay. Good. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. That's what we did. That's what we're doing. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like a little insecure. I'm like, oh man, my song was a little bad. You're like, was, was he improving my song? I was yeah. tagging it, dude. I was tagging oh, it, bro. I don't want to come back. Come back to me, Gear Buds. It is back. Come back to me. Hell yeah. You like that one? I do. Oh. Little boy bandy. I like any effort you ever ever put forth vocally, man. Well, you gave me the inspiration. I love it. On that I love one, it. Man. Gear Buds podcast episode one hundred and ninety six. Ninety six, right? I think. Yeah. Ninety six was. A, I feel like that was a pretty good year. for Great me. year for me. <laughs> Just going for it. Let's dive on in. I'm Henry. He's Dave. Hey, and we do the show together. And this is the Symphony of Corrections. We're going to dive on in your weekly reminder that cables are tone tubes. Mm-hmm. And, our, and our weekly thank you for listening to this pile of bits we pile upon the internet. Pile of bits. Follow us on the stuff. Subscribe on the stuff. Email us at the stuff. Gearbudspodcast at gmail.com. And if you do the thing, we might do a thing. Uh, lots of new stuff in the Gearbuds store. Just keeping that out there. Stuff's coming in, coming out. Flying off the shelves. <laughs> Flying on the shelves, flying on the shelves. It is actually kind of heavy. Dude, I got to say, I I think this might be the biggest, in ter- not in, ter- in dollar amount per se, for sure, but in, in certainly in percentage. Yes. I sold that Teenage Engineering Pocket Operator, which admittedly I got a good deal. It's, it was a PO, t- I didn't write it down here. I think it was a PO12, mm-hmm. which was a drum machine, one of the earlier ones. And I still had, because when I got it, it still had the original cardboard box-ish sleeve container thing that it came in so I was like okay yeah whatever i look on reverb and it was worth significantly more or at least the listing said right than what i paid than for what, it and what you thought it was even worth right? by far oh yeah you haven't looked it up in a at all i yeah. didn't thought about it i was like i just this is a thing that i forgot that i had i'm Damn, gonna sell dude. it and see what it's worth and i put it up for a number that i thought was felt it felt a little outrageous and i never even i never even dropped it <clears throat> And it sold full asking. I, I love didn't know no offers. It just it's, like, it's a hot dang, item. Maybe and I should. Ha- and, maybe and, I should I priced it. I priced it lower than the, the highest of the market because there is still a sealed yeah. in the box. But you're like, or I want to sell this version. Thing. Yeah. So I put I I made it lower lower than the lower than the seal in the box, but higher than the other one. That there's only other one other one for for sale, but it didn't have its original box. Is it? Is it a good enough turnaround that if you saw another one for sale for a nice price, you'd buy it just to flip it? And you don't have to answer that if you yeah, don't. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe honestly. Yeah. It's, cause, and it's also, it's just so tiny. It's so easy to just, just well, that's dro- what I mean. drop it, would be it off easy to the, U- the, U- the USPS. You, Reverb makes it, I, this isn't an ad, but it makes it so easy to just <laughs> with a little, because USPS gives you a freaking QR code. Yep. You don't even have to have a printer. You just box it up, show up to USPS, show them the QR code. They print out the thing, slap it on the box, bit of bone, boom, And you're boom, talking boom, about you're the gone. United States Postal Service. I've been there once or twice. Yeah, I I don't enjoy my time at the United States Postal Service, but I will say I don't have a like one close enough to where it's convenient for me to get to. Dog, just come prepared. Hop in the car, go to the one. I just go to the one that's right off Milwaukee on Ashland. Yeah, and you have your box sealed up. 
walk right into him, walk right up to him. I've got a QR code. Hi. And then you show them and they scan it and you're done. That's awesome. I, I recently had to ship something that was not gear related, but had to go to the post office. It used to be one of the merchandise mart. Mm-hmm. And that's where Mandy, when she was working there, she would just drop stuff off for me. So for me personally, dealing with the post office, I've, I've been like once in the last like five years. It's a recent burden. Yeah. But the one in the merch mart closed just FYI for anyone in Chicago listening. It's no longer there. No Didn't longer with that. us. Now is the one at Ashland division. What about it? The Wicker Park. That one's still there? Mm-hmm. That's the one I would go to. That's where I, I go. prefer. Yes. Okay, great. They have a parking lot. Mm-hmm. And they're friendly. Yeah, they're nice. Uh, so, yeah. that's But biggest percentage flip, got to say. That's great, man. It's kind of, kind of wild. Feels weird. Uh, no rare foot this week. Do have a rare find this week. If you have feet, feet picks, folks. We're just send, always, just start sending ready. them. Now we're like asking we're for ready, them. Please. Uh, this is listed on Reverb by uh, Scott, uh, Scott Silver, SS Vintage, former owner of CME. CME. Is a nineteen sixty one Gibson Les Paul slash call an SG, but it's right. called the Les Paul at the time. Custom in white, original. Jesus, with the gold hardware. With the gold hardware. <sighs> Tree pickups. Yep. Patent number uh, sticker. Sixty two pickups. But they want a pretty penny for that baby. What are you? I mean, are we ready to guess already? It's got the original ca- original strap and original case. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's pretty. It's got a little. It's not. It's not fully yellowed. It does not really checked or cracked. Really, it's pretty. It's pretty unplayed. Hmm. Uh, the like I said, original pickups. I'm pretty sure it's original electronics. It doesn't address that, but it looks like it. And no uh, neck breaks. No no breakies. At least not ad- advertised, and, and right. as far as you it's know, how SS vintage. It, I don't think they would ever advertise something without that. I mean, for sure. So, knowing all this, David, hmm. which, what, what's it going for? Was it listed? Was it, where's where's the, where's the listed? Twenty nine thousand. Ooh, you're shooting high. This is actually, I think, th- I think that th- that means you kind of agree with me because it's seventeen nine fifty. Wow, my next guess would have been like nineteen thousand. And and I, that's a that that feels right for me actually. Yeah, I'm I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> I'm good. I'll let it I'm slide. Seventeen nine five. I'll let it slide, Scott. I I want I it, it has rekindled a Dude, desire that lit, has laid dormant for many moons. Arguably one of the coolest guitars of all. Three time. pickups. I just I, you, you said gotta, you don't. I don't like the three. But it's right where I pick. Yeah, right. You don't need it. But it's it looks so cool. It really does. And really you would cool. just have to play much more gingerly. Mm. So, mm. yeah, man. Um, I mean, I've even, I was even tempted to get, you know, like I was looking at the reissues back in my searching for a Gibson days. I was looking at the reissues just being like, oh, it'd be really nice. How much are those? About six, six for a, a yeah, they custom were, shop? Yeah. I think I'd seen a couple in like the three to five range, but maybe not often. Mm-hmm. I get real excited. You know, when you see something that you still really like know you probably can't afford, but it, it's just lower than everything else you've seen. And you're like, oh, now I want this guitar, time. but you <laughs> still can't get it. You know, what's kind of sad. I was looking back <laughs> through my, uh, my watch list through my, um, ended listings today. Do you ever go back through it? Oh, I definitely do. I did that today and it made me a little sad mm. in the sense that I let some really good deals slip between mm. my fingers, you know, you gotta send me some of these. Oh, I, I probably have sent you most of them. Oh. It, you know, if it was in the last, you know, three years, or I don't know right. how long they keep that. I want, I want, I want the good deal. <sighs> I know, I know. It's just you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda. <laughs> Gear jail update. Ooh, who's in? Who's getting out? <laughs> the dude 
selling a clone <laughs> for 3k on craigslist that's uh in my uh, family's hometown oh really? oswego <laughs> illinois isn't it in oswego? I, don't remember. I believe so yeah <laughs> not hometown but that's where they live uh, that's that's I have no yeah, notes other I'm going than there tomorrow. Remember, remembering that that post and three thousand dollars. It was in a, it's sort of you know it, it looks like a and by clone I I, I there's a hard K on that mm-hmm. you know it's a, a clone by clone standards uh, and it's and it's in a centaur. I can't say that word centaur centaur centaur. I can I can never Tor. say that. centaur box yeah. style enclosure. It, lo- it looks like one. It even I believe it even says clone centaur which gives me weird feelings as well did it not have like a any kind of it, they styled it exactly the same exactly the same Ooh. and then on the inside it's a different obviously a different yeah. circuit board and it's not gooped right <laughs> original might be uh just three thousand dollars for yeah. a, a clone of the thing uh, that you can get for around three thousand dollars is kind of a, just a yeah because we've talked about idea. it there's a gear jail tons of pe- tons of people who will do an affordable clone clone for you an afford a clone afford a clone clone gear jail clone college Lock them up. Hey, this has nothing to do with that. Do you know what Ampeg means? AKA, I just learned what Ampeg means. I don't think I do. I mean, I assumed it was made out of the word amp. The guy who started it, something, Joe Ampeg, his, his last name, came <laughs> Bobby Lowen, came up with the company's name from the amplified peg of the amplification system that put a mic inside the pointed peg or spike of an upright bass. Oh, wow. Amplified peg. Holy shit. I like that. Mm. I like that a lot. That's a nice little piece right there. Piece of gear trivia. Couple other nice little pieces I want to talk about. Let's do it. Australian bass. I mean, we could call her this superstar. Tell Wilkenfeld yes. is in Incubus now. Yeah, she's she's going to tour with them. She is incredible, which, you know, she used to play with Jeff Beck. Oh, of course. Yeah, so, we were just talking about her, I think, just talking last about week. Two weeks ago, yeah. She uh, is filling in for Ben Kenny as he recovers from freaking brain surgery. Yeah, and he didn't, I mean, at least he didn't post anything about that. So I saw the picture and he just had this big mm-hmm. stitch in the back of his head and, and like by his ear. And I was like, what the hell? Um, I, you know, I'll, I'm one of my favorite bass players of all time. Absolutely huge influence of mine. Ben you, should, you might need to make an effort to go see Incubus. Cause I know that you, I know that you get down with a little Incubus. Yeah. I, I might even go with you to see that. Yeah. I if, saw. Oh him. no. You know, I think they're only doing, I think those dates are only overseas. I don't know. Oh. If they're, I don't know if they're touring the States. It's like a full thing yet. Sure. They might. You never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, she uh, quoted as quoted as saying that she admittedly sh- is shitting her pants. Yeah. Those are she's not, a big Incubus fan. One shitting her pants because she's an Incubus fan, and two for any bass player, those mm-hmm. lines are absolutely monstrous. You know if anyone can handle it. Mm-hmm, exactly. Oh, uh, couple more things. First one being, did you hear about the world's largest guitar? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, like a statue friend, or something. This is some local news ish I've got for you because playable guitar. The largest handmade guitar sculpture. Okay, sculpture. I guess is the full on descriptor. Ever created is now on display outside the Illinois Rock and Roll Museum on Route 66 in downtown Juliet. No shit. Yeah. It's uh this last I think it was last Friday. It was uh, featured uh, 
I'll, uh, they did, like I said, wait, let me start that over. Because right, I lost my train of thought. Right, I'm a little stoned. <laughs> right. Friday, this last Friday, uh, there was a ceremony featuring an appear- appearance by Cheap Tricks Rick Nielsen. Of course, of all people. And yeah, okay, okay, of all people around here who would be there, Rick Nielsen, we've established that. Who else do you think might have been there? I think you might get this actually. Oh, I always oh don't no double pressure, <laughs> man. I always freeze up when, when it comes to this stuff. I no okay. So think about just think about older guys who have crazy guitar collections that live around here and have crazy. Oh, hair. Petterick? There it is. Jim Petterick. <laughs> of course. Thank you. Appreciate that. I do. I knew you'd get it. Uh, it's called Gigantar. <laughs> what are we talking? I'm, well, I'm, I'm trying to picture it and I need a style, buddy. First of all, it's sort of imagine just like a big it's sort of I would compare it like imagine a big marquee sign outside of like a bowling alley or movie theater okay. or like an old hardware store. Yeah. Like, like those Vegas signs, those big thick ones like that kind of. Yeah. Maybe something you see in Nashville. Yeah. Nashville style. And it's a six string guitar on both sides. And the first time that I saw it's it. A, 12 string no it's like front and back oh it's double-sided it, it's double-sided the artwork okay so you can see you can see it from both sides cool cool you know so instead of having a back of the guitar it's just another guitar but mirrored. and the first time that i saw it exactly good point i it i saw it from the one side that ha- makes it look lefty i was like damn they went lefty with this thing that'd be, wild, dude. that'd be wild but then i saw the other side pick and you know it's it's just it's just both it's amba amba guitarist so wait, if you had to compare, I mean, I gotta know. I mean, what well, is it? I, I've been burying the lead. Can I a guess? Bit. Sure. I I would guess it's a Strat style guitar. Okay. Uh, I, wait. Yes, I would guess that. <sighs> I'm sorry to break your heart, my friend. It's uh, I don't. I, there's no way you possibly would have ever guessed this really? answer. <laughs> <laughs> what does it look like? Dude? Well, it's the neck is sort of like a, I don't know. Imagine if you got like a a. A, 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 like an SG style guitar from like a build your own guitar kit and it just was sort of like a little wedgy paddle headstock like a small paddle came okay. with it <laughs> gotcha not like a more ornate like Gibson no. style yeah. and then the body is the uh, root 66 shape like sign shape oh the interstate shield exactly <laughs> come on really <laughs> that's not the world's biggest guitar dude what the hell, man? <laughs> what the hell? Hey. I, I was like all excited. I was like, maybe we should go check it out. And I'm like, nah, I'll see a picture of it. It, If you're wondering, it does have a matching amp. A big old <laughs> fake amp with like, a, a but it has a light up rectangle jewel. It's, it's a, it was a little more ornate than you might really? be expecting. Yeah. Maybe they had two different artists on it. And a freaking pick. Oh, a giant pick? It's a Gigantar, and I believe it might have even the said Rick Nielsen. The pick wasn't to scale? It was. Oh, it was to scale. Yeah. So that's I mean, I actually, I'm not sure if it was exact scale, but it was a big fucking pick. I'll the tell you what. <laughs> yeah. Were people, like, gathered around? Did they do a big unveiling? People were this? gathered around. <laughs> I mean, it's Juliet, dude. Let's they gathered around yonder. Man. I the saw big, I saw picks on Did the, they cut, on, like, a ribbon or something? On the patch. <laughs> Patch.com for Joliet. Uh, all right. They, I don't know if they cut a ribbon. Maybe they cut a cable. I, they should have consulted me for visual pun work. Who did for the, this type of thing. the Route 66 song? 
Get your kicks on Route 66. They could have had that guy perform. Or just have Rick Nielsen give us a verge of that with yeah, Patrick. Rip, rip, rip a rhythm section. Yeah, you got half here. a band up there now. <laughs> the hell are you guys doing? That's pretty cool. So they didn't perform at the ceremony. They didn't. So if you want to go see that, it's out there in Joliet, Illinois. Jolly. Go check out a kiosk. And I have one more thing for the symphony that I kind of wanted to just touch on a little bit before we get into uh, into my favorite section every week. But uh, Sacred Robes had her first practice again. Let's talk about it. Yeah. I'm so happy for I'm you. I'm a little man. bashful to bring it up. You know. I'll talk about it. I don't it. know why I'm using this I got, accent. I got questions on questions. Yeah, what do you got? Uh, well, the first, first question is, how did it feel? To play with a live band now i know it's a little different because you're showing up you guys haven't played mm-hmm. so it's obviously there's probably like baby steps at first like or did you just jump right into it and then if you did once you got into it how did it feel like locking in with the drummer again mm-hmm. like playing with a couple other guys like it's pretty cool yeah so yeah for so sacred robes got back my old band well my old but sacred robe they just like dog monks i hate saying that name so many times over and over but it's still a funny name uh, Sacred Robes, we, uh, yeah, three fourths of that band that hadn't played together. I guess it was like almost 12 years or something yeah, like that. Wow. I uh, got back together. And so that was cool. Yeah. So to answer your question, we kind of got right into it. It was like we, I, they, I was like literally three minutes late or than everybody else. So like they were already starting to set up when I walked in. Okay. And, um, it was yeah so got just got set up because the thing is is like i still talk to josh and max the two guys that right. are still in it from previously i still talk to those to those homeboys all the time yeah, so they've been on this show before in fact mm-hmm, exactly so there's none of that none of that weirdness but it was definitely the if anything it, it took a minute to like settle back in both to your point of playing with a bunch of people again right and also those songs that i just hadn't you know played in over a decade yeah there's a lot going on there right because you're not just it's not just that you haven't played but you're also like yeah. you know you well i know you were rehearsing here you're showing me some some licks <laughs> yeah, on the old right. guitar getting back in in touch with standard tuning and man. the standard it's getting it's that it's that's another part of it it's it's been good it's uh i don't know i like i i, I it was this the setup is really cool that which helps mm-hmm. you know we're, we're playing at the new bass player who also former bandmate or still i guess technically current bandmate in this other band with those other guys mm-hmm. as we're playing at his house and he's got a great setup and he's, i've known him for a while too in fact actually we you know and i i forget i don't even know if i've ever told you we we played we played softball together a couple of years ago oh cool playing our team so so yeah. perfect it wasn't like nobody knew each other there. yeah exactly yeah. so there's none of that none of that weird so but having his has has him graciously provide his abode for our our jamming was awesome and that made it a lot a lot easier also because he has wicked gear like insane yeah. gear collection and pedals more than more pedals than you could ever demo in your freaking lifetime <laughs> and uh did you try anything new that you didn't bring to the tape like that you didn't bring or you did know you... i i want to yeah. i didn't yet it was too it was because i like it it's was my first time also because i was you know i, I brought most of my own rig but i used yeah. his cab so like you know i was also like getting used to something new in that way too so i, mm-hmm. I was like i'm just not getting mess with that but to be honest i was desperate to, to do that next time i just want to like Trust get there stuff. early yeah and be like hey can i just like and he said he's like you can borrow anything you want oh wow yeah he's That's real, so cool he, oh he's such a good guy he's and has a lot of cool stuff but i'm definitely gonna be trying some new pedals man i'm so excited for you dude 
Because it's just like you're you're too good to not be playing in a band. So. Oh, that's that's nice of you to say that, man. It makes me feel good. Yeah, dude. Um, no, so you got to play some cool gear. You brought, and we may have talked about it, what you were going to bring, but you didn't indeed bring the amp. Oh, I brought. Okay, yeah. So I did bring. I did bring a head, just because. Like it's it's exactly what you're, what you're asking me about. What we're talking about. I wanted to. I, I wanted to just eliminate as many variables as possible. You want to sound like yourself. But also, you know, utilize what's there in a smart mm-hmm. way and also not have to do, take more than one trip when it was freaking snowing out that day. So that oh, was yeah. like the final decider if right. I was going to bring a ca- my own cab or not. But I brought the Baltazar just because I know I know what that amp does and I've used it a lot and I think it sounds awesome. So, yep. uh, But I mostly I got mo- all my gain from the like from pedals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had the board all set and ready to go, and you played through a Marshall cab, is that right? Yeah, it's a Marshall 412 angled cab. Just like, I don't even know what Celestians are in those things anymore. But it's not really good. It's it's actually, it's it thumps, man. That 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 50-watt amp really likes a big, beefy cabinet under yeah. it. I, I, it makes me, I haven't, I haven't had a 412 yeah, in years. <laughs> I've had 410s and 810s. And, you Do you know, have any 212s? I have two two twelves right now. So I do I do have I do have a four twelve as you raise your brows at me. And and it's and those are my two, you know, desert island cabs that I won't won't get rid of rid right. of. So sweet. I bet that'd be actually a cool rig. Obviously it's easy if you go to someone's house and you can use their cabs because who the hell wants to carry cabs back and forth? That might be the, the maybe for the gig or for the big gig or something. And it, yeah, but dude, oh my God, that's a roadie situation. Those are, and because one of them's <laughs> in an orange cabinet and those yeah. things are freaking heavy and very big. beefy. Mm-hmm. But that, it was fun. It really was. It was it was kind of weird. I I think we were talking a little bit beforehand. And I told you that it was like you know the first time we played one of the songs, it was, I was probably like. 75 percent ish yeah. of the notes were there sure uh and then i had to you know, like hey josh what is my part again on this one and then get a little bit better at it the next time i think we, you that's know, played through it a few times and, you know and that's part of uh playing i asked ask charlie parts all the time dude yeah you know not for as much for like our original but if we write something new and i don't remember it from last week i'm like and then he'll show you know that's the kind of the nice thing about having a band with cool people too like if someone's like dude you didn't learn your part like you're like i fuck you i wouldn't want to be in a band <laughs> with someone like that you know yeah, it's a it's a given it's a take. Sometimes yeah. you give, sometimes you take. Yeah. And I That's was great, I man. was given some I was given some some I was getting I was getting in the groove a little bit. I I'll, I feel comfortable saying you it. Took the a, it took a, it took a minute. I brought the Les Paul, played the custom. It, it, my shoulder was sore for a few days. You informed me today. Like four that hours your or five hours of standing. Just recently gotten over being sore. Yes. Uh, so there could potentially be a lighter weight Les Paul in the future. I've been I've been craving those freaking. Les Paul Moderns for literally years since yeah. they came out. I've and I've and I've been lucky enough to play a number of them. And whenever we got them in stock, when I was at CME, they would sell or I would sell them myself. I mean, they're so good. Yeah, that burgundy, uh, sparkle. sparkling burgundy. That's a nice color. That's the one I want. I've got a I've got a black Les Paul. I don't need the no the, char- the charcoal. charcoal. Yeah, I keep calling it graphite. It's, or, no, or no, it's it graphite. is graphite. You're right. Yep, you're right. Um, charcoal was the old uh, the 80s sparkle charcoal sparkle one that they did but to be uh, to be honest love the Balthazar I, it does I did everything I asked for I kind of you know I mentioned that I was getting all the gain from different combinations of dirt pedals I kind of want to try doing something where I get gain more from the amp itself okay which you know what would that what would that entail I'm not not thinking about the SLO 100 still I'm, I'm still 
big time. Hey, we go week to week on this thing sometimes. We, do, you know? we go day to, day by day. Yeah. So friend. I, you know, I wasn't gonna bring it up, but you know. Yeah, it's it's. I want to try just like having a ripping crazy gain sound straight from the source. <laughs> yeah, and I do have I do have some amps that do. I kind of want to even just try the because I originally played the Bogner in that. Dude. In that band, and it's just you know it's a combo, and that's, I want to I want to use that. I want to maybe I just get a little little head shell for it, or maybe I just get the head version of that amp. Well, a few weeks ago you were talking about going, uh, going for an ox. That's a um, that's still very hot and heavy in my, especially if you check my e- recent email history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, so. been 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 looking for one of those. In fact, Pat has one of those bass players. That was, who oh really? Great. He has one. He has a 64 Bandmaster, just like the one I used to have. I'm still thinking about, I was still really impressed with those revs, those rev heads, man, like the D20 or whatever. You know, I, I just, I, I like at least minimum 50 watt head. That's yeah, those things are like 10 watts or something. I, Some, think. I think the rev 20 is a 20, 20 watt head. Okay, that would make sense, yeah. They, use, they typically are no, around you, that range. It, dude, yeah, you have to have a, at least a 50 watt head, I'm thinking. Well, dude, here's the thing. We, we talk a lot about gear stuff. We, but we, we buy more than we should. We mm-hmm. still we sell stuff. Go to reverb.com slash shop shop slash gearbuds to find out more. But it's nice to have a specific cause to buying a rig and, and lusting over putting something together. Oh yes. And absolutely. so just like our just like these random holes that I've been trying to fill. I, it's it's been really nice to like think, okay, what do I want to do for this specific purpose playing with these yep. dudes? in this environment trying to play these songs dude i totally agree man although i've been you know probably spending a little more frivolously with some random shit that i didn't well really you're need. pretty locked in because you're the you're the i mean I, I feel comfortable in saying the creative force behind this project so like you oh, geez, you know you've thanks. had your rig sort of sound dialed in for a minute there. my rig's dialed in yeah but then i'll just be like oh i need to buy a 69 jazz bass for no reason just because it's a good deal and now all of a sudden it might be better than the one that you've got it already. might be arguably the best sounding bass i have so oh. just throwing that out there just don't want to wow i'll bring the p bass next week but we'll see but no what i was what i was saying is i'm kind of at the point now where i'm like i'm very happy with the gear i have so everything i'm buying is just kind of for fun and then i'm like ah, if i don't like it i'll just mm-hmm. sell it or yeah, I think there's two ways to look at it. You have the way where you're like, how can I make this? Like, how can I optimize my sound and my playing? You know? Yeah, and and it's also amazing to have that first jam set sesh to then react to and be like, oh, this is what I liked about that. Here's yep. what I want to change about that. Totally. And what what do I want to spend frivolous money? But that's the thing, folks. If you build up a big enough collection, then you just you're constantly selling it, and then you just, yeah, d- you just delude, up, delude you, yourself into thinking that it's all the same money. You don't know if you're up or down. I don't oh, know. What's... Oh, I know that. I, I know where I am. My yeah. Friend. I don't know. I'm kind of like yeah. Just you know, I'd probably have to sell a few things get get in the black there. But you know, <laughs> Excel has 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 made that easy for oh, me. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You you're uh, more meticulous with your. Yeah, I could things. I could tell you after the not after the show. Uh, but dude, I, I don't, I don't, I want to get a Soldano. I'm just going to leave it there. Cool. Okay. You know what time it is. Is it time? You know, you know what, what the time it is. It's time for Dave's Docs. Dude, it's so funny. I thought I almost lost my phone and I had already thought I lost you my lost wallet. You lost your wallet. No, I, my, my wife has it. I left it at home. Thank God it didn't like fall in the snow. 
And you know what would have made me most sad is one going to the DMV, but two, I've had that wallet since like 2006, and it's a little leather, mm. like thin little flop one. It's like really thin, mm-hmm. dude. That thing is so worn in; it's just like perfect. It's perfect. If I had to replace it, I'd be so sad. Mm. Secondly, we both wore black sweats today, so congratulations on dressing the same again. Wow, I wish I really wish I had a black tee. It was great. It. it was gray sweats uh, last. Yeah, we week. Had Grants on yesterday, dude. You're gonna yesterday, laugh. yesterday, last week, yesterday. All. feels like yesterday every time i see your construct. face <laughs> dude you know what i got today man i don't know what you're you gonna be happy i'm i'm so excited about this i'm gonna test you oh please i'm gonna make sure you watched it what the fender custom shop factory tour with master builders andy <laughs> hicks and austin mcnutt i i did watch that i thought it was actually really cool man i've had a crazy week so i was like a 20 minute doc is exactly wait what i'll I mean. be honest i sort of skipped through the uh, part where they talked a lot mostly about the Jerry Garcia guitar only because I've already seen stuff about that. And I was like, they're not providing me with any new information. So I'm just going to move ahead. Cool. I, uh, sorry. I'm like, uh, my hair's feeling really weird. Uh, Your hair looks nice and floppy. Thank you. I washed it the other day and it just, it takes like a week. The other day? Yeah. It takes like a week to get it really. How often do you wash your hair? Once every week and a half probably. Oh my Lord. It doesn't get greasy. Damn. Just gets thick and luscious. Oh, Um, dick. Dude. I really enjoyed this and uh, we'll get into the, to the alligator guitar, but I really enjoyed this on YouTube. Premier guitar presents, uh, John Bollinger is the host. Bollinger Bollinger, which he's a handsome devil, huh? Look at that guy. Dude. John has been, he's been holding it down on rig rundowns for yeah. what feels like a decade. At he this knows point. his stuff, man. I love me some John. Yeah. Bollinger. He was cool. Uh, I liked him a lot. So he interviews, uh, Andy Hicks is kind of the master builder that's taking you around the custom shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not know that he created the Gretsch uh, Malcolm signature guitar, the '63. Was it called the G6? Well, he worked. He he had a hand in. It. I don't know if he created right. it. Is what, I don't know. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. They made a big deal about it, so I was kind of like, yeah. He, but it was it a was cool a team freaking people, guitar. Sure. Well, and he worked under Steven Stern, who I've said this before on the show. I one of the most memorable and perhaps best playing guitars I've ever played was a Gretsch Custom Shop Steven Stern duo jet that he made. Oh, cool. And it was just magical. No shit. And this guy who we were talking about worked for him. Yeah. Okay. Andy. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That guitar is super cool, by the way, because I remember seeing ACDC stuff and being like, I don't know what he's playing. Like, I didn't know what that guitar was. You don't see a lot of those. You don't see a lot of those, especially because it has the it only had the bridge pickup. It was missing the middle in the neck. Yeah, which looks so unfinished to me. Well, it's badass, also super badass. Um, yeah, they open up with the, the metal shop, which I thought was cool, using a lot of the yeah uh, the old press machines that Leo literally installed in the uh, building when he first moved mm-hmm. in and started the company. I thought that was really fucking cool. They didn't yeah. sell any of that stuff. Well, and they and they explain how the, it. I mean, even beyond this, like the metal shop, it's like this sort of there's a separation between the custom shop and then like the master built thing. Mm-hmm. It's like this almost, there's almost different worlds. Again. Yeah. Ways. This is, yeah. Yeah. To reiterate, this is a custom shop tour. Custom so they're shop. showing, they're using the old equipment to build the custom exactly. shop essentially. And having, I mean, it's, it's basically the same process. Um, and that's kind of what stood out to me too, is, you know, even the, the guys hand sanding the, you know, the necks mm-hmm. and buffing the necks and all that. And then, um, them reacting Josephina to the Campos. piece of wood. Oh, and that I'll. It's it's actually I was going to mention that too because uh, it's actually pronounced Josefina. Josefina Campos. And so well, and they, I'm just and a, they, I'm, I know, but I'm they, a gringo, that's what, Well, that's what they said. Yeah. Oh, the, the, that's they the did thing. say yeah, that. Didn't so they? I was almost sort of like, oh yeah. So don't call her JoJo, guys. That'd be mean. She's uh she's been doing it for 31 years. Mm-hmm. 
Um, she actually autographs every pickup that goes out. So now her pickups have become kind of legendary with like people look for oh, yeah. those. It's a big selling point for if you resell the guitar. CME does a lot of stuff with her too. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was so fucking cool. And I was watching with Mandy and she's never really, we watched the Gibson one. Remember the 65 Gibson oh, yeah. one? That was, oh, yeah. that sticks in my brain, um, which is a great one to check That's out. An amazing one. But it's neat to see a 2023 video and they're like, oh, we're show, or, you know, probably filmed 2022, but they're showing like, oh, this is, you know, we're doing stuff the exact same way in the custom shop, you know? So I thought that was fucking sweet. Mm-hmm. How about the Golden Necks? So the Golden Necks are the neck templates. Oh, the templates, yes. That they basically base all of, you know, because when you buy a custom shop, you're still technically buying something that's formed after something else. It's still, it's a, it's a, it's still a factory cust or a assembly line process. Yes. You know, it's not just uh, the custom shop is not just one person making your guitar. It's a bunch of people. But it's unless all, you work with a master builder, unless you that's right. That's what which I was is sort of saying. They go like to. That's the separation of the master builders where it is just sort of like one person. One Although guy. they still like they still see and see the bodies. They rough yeah. them out. And mm-hmm. then, you know, no matter Hand where, no matter, no matter where custom shop or master built, they still yep. use CNC. Yep. Which is still technically old technology, you know, so. Yeah. Well, C- no, CNC is computer-aided shit. Right, but, like, whatever the old machines were, like, the jigsaw style. Because, yeah. like, you know, that like, they call it the, like, the ra- like they would use a router, essentially, right? Sure. It's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's an automated router. Yeah, because I know, like, with pre-CBS stuff, when they went to CBS, they had a better, more efficient router. So, on pre-CBS bodies, you can note it by the pre-CBS router hump, they call it. And it's a little kink in where they had to, adjust, like, readjust the body because they couldn't send it through one smooth transition through the uh, hmm. through the router. So pre-CBS router hump, check that out. It's right in the lower crevice of the... What was the... Was it a 57 or something base that they were... T- body that they were talking about with the sharp edge on it? That was his... Uh, that was a Strat. Was it a... Oh, it was a Strat. Yeah, the, they called it oh, a, the knife edge or something. The knife edge yeah, of 57, the 57. Yeah, 57 reissue, I guess. And then... The uh, host was talking about how he has a real 57, yeah. which I have to say, our 69's got a pretty nice, pretty nice thin one too, which yeah. actually feels really cool when you're holding it. It's just this kind of thin piece of, of little, wood. Little thumb holster. Um, but yeah, the Golden Next thing I thought was really interesting because I paused it a few frames because I wanted to, you know, I wanted to get a closer look. And uh, you know, you're going to get that closer look. Well, they were all base necks. They used docks. They were all base necks. I was like, this is great, dude. They had, dude, they had that at Lakeland, if you remember. Mm -hmm. They did. I don't know if they might, I I don't know if they called it Golden. No, they they probably had a different name or something, but they, you know, at Fender Factory, they called it the Golden Necks. And, you know, you pick basically from which template. That would be a sick band name. The three people that I noticed who have signature Golden Necks, which means they're basically unique from all of the other necks that you can purchase is the dusty hill, which I assume because it's upside down headstock. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Johnson, who's a, has a jazz bass signature. And then Pino Palladino was the third. Eric jo- no, Eric Johnson's a strat. Is he a strat? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm thinking of uh shit. I must be thinking of somebody else. There's a guy with a signature jazz bass. Uh, Dave Veller. Dave Veller. Get my name on that wall. Uh, yeah. And then they go into the Jerry Garcia alligator strat, which I thought was pretty fucking cool. Um, I didn't know this. He only had eight hours to take it apart and get all the pieces kind of figured out as far as the shapes and dimensions mm-hmm. and everything and then had to give it back. So he took the whole thing apart and in eight hours, documented all the parts, yep. put it back together and gave it back. And then uh, there there was some interesting things about that. I think this the the fact that they picked that guitar for the custom shop kind of 
the display one that they use for the video I thought was interesting one because he's still working on it mm-hmm. two because it has so many weird parts on it right the weird uh, metal plate the weird plate there's a ground wire that's exposed running like through the bridge <laughs> down to the control plate there's a um, which I never noticed there's a big I guess you'd call it a string tree but it's a bar yeah, at the right. top what you, string like, bar yeah string bar and it was and it was interesting because the host is like you know how did you like did you f- make that here? Did you go to Home Depot and just like fish through a bunch of parts and weld something together? And he's like, yeah, I basically custom made this bar to look exactly like Jerry's, yeah. you know, and still be functional and all that stuff. So I, I had an old, I had an old K electric guitar that had a string bar. Yeah. On. It I was a like, three on a side guitar, but still I had it. I, ha- you know, it's funny. I've seen that. I think the Bradford had a bar that went across it. What's the Bradford? That was my old, uh, guy uh, oh, that white one I had. Oh, which is I probably sold that well before the uh, well before the podcast started. Yeah, guy sure. Did you ever cool see that brand. thing? I've seen pic- you show me. Yeah, kind of had a Jaguar setup yeah. on it with the switches. I think it was and stuff. cool. It was cool. My first electric guitar ever. Anyways, let's get to the Fender Jaguar custom shop. Did you did you watch that? Part? Oh my! There are some stats on this thing that I thought were I gasped really interesting. And at first I was like, oh, what are we doing? And uh, so they have this Fender Jaguar master built custom shop guitar. Yeah and uh that andy's working on and oh no and it was going to go to true tone guitars or have already ordered it so they paid for it the wood is called ancient kiori Mm -hmm. and it's a fifty thousand year old single piece of wood that fell into peat bog (laughs) and it was retrieved from peat bog (laughs) peat bog would be my porn name yeah that's (laughs) i'm gonna bog it down well, by now, 50,000 years is a long time. I don't know if you... 50,000 years it's, for it, I can't a hunk even... of wood to be underwater, and then when it was under there, got all sorts of sediment and mm-hmm. creatures and whatnot in there. Oh, yeah. And it freaking started to... Petrify. Petrify. Thank you. You said a, l- a, large, a large portion of the wood is petrified. You can see these white strips. Yep. That like it's basically following the grain line of mm-hmm. the guitar in certain areas, like sort of speckled throughout. Yeah, it's beautiful, and it's kind of that dark orangish wood. I, it was absolutely beautiful piece of wood. I thought that was cool. A single solid. They did. It's not a two piece or anything. Nope. It's a single solid. Single piece of wood. hunk of wood. Uh, I can't imagine that's a lightweight, but maybe it is. I don't know anything about. No, that they they definitely both were sort of like, oh yeah, it's uh, she's there. It's there. You could hit someone with it. I wouldn't recommend it because you might break the inlays that are made of mastodon tusk. That is insane. You could just buy freaking mastodon said, tusk legally. He's like, he's like, our dealer had, like the guy we buy stone from or whatever for inlays and all that stuff, had mastodon tusk, so we bought some. It's criminal if the band mastodon does not have do mastodon something with tusk. That. I know. Nuts. It's amazing. Uh, I do have a big... Tusk nuts? Wow, we've, we're just throwing out the band names. Is that a... Th- I feel like tusk is a thing, right? But it's like, is that more like a elephant tusk? Tusk nuts? Tusked nuts. I don't know. I'm, where are we going with this? Wherever we're not. Dude, last thing I'll say about it. Ooh. I got a little criticism I on like, that Jaguar guitar. Okay. Oh, yeah, wait. So, oh, I can't remember. The Jaguar, the the neck, it, it was- That a, neck was just like a maple neck. But it, it I, that one, oh no, you know what? I, I'm for some reason I was crisscrossing that in my mind with the that P bass that you just sent me that had the really nice, oh yeah, and that was on it. that was a custom shop, not a master custom build, shop, not a master yeah. Build, yeah. Which honestly, I was like, it was three grand, I was like, that's kind of not a bad price, not bad, it feels like, or maybe it was four, that would have been too much, but yeah, my new thing is black and gold pickguard, I think looks beautiful. Um, speaking of pickguards, I was real disappointed with the pickguard on this Jaguar, was it a on little this 50,000 year old. 
piece of beautiful wood. They just slapped like the standard CS uh, Roni, brown Roni guard. Brony. That literally looks like a Squire pick guard on it. I, it really bothers me. <laughs> I, I don't understand why you can have guys like Spitfire who can crank something out that looks identical to a pre-CBS guard. Identical. Yeah. From what I've How ever is, seen. You know, what's, it's got to be an order. Or I look a, at these a, things, An issue man. of supply, right? Well, yeah, and he claims that the Spitfire guy's a little strange, but he claims that he's like he knows like the recipe of how to make it and he won't tell anybody how to, how hmm. he makes it. So he's not he's never been like this is what I do. You know, and he's on like base forums and shit. Um anyways, how does it sound? They said it sounds good. We didn't get to hear it. We didn't get to hear it. How much does it cost? How much did it cost do you think? They didn't tell us. If you had to guess because you like to ask me the fifty thousand I, I, I won't have an answer for you i don't have an answer for this either i okay so it's a fifty thousand year old piece of master wood. built master built mastodon so master built master built jaguar without any right. of the crazy stuff you know we're talking 10? at least 10 yeah i would say with this and probably even more mm-hmm. with this special one-of-a-kind nature Twenty to twenty-five to twenty, twenty to twenty-five. Man, I I don't know. With that wood, I'm going higher, dude. You're going higher because he just well, it, look, he presented. I don't know enough about wood, but he presented it as this is like a super rare fucking piece of wood. Like you might as well get a piece of rock. Yeah, from but Mars it's, it's or not uh, who I mean, do, 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 or who's who cares about that? Right. I hate to say, What's but, the? I, mean, uh, I, no, I, I care, but it's also like you said, it's fucking got literal rocks petrified in it it's gonna be a heavy guitar it's gonna be real heavy and it's a jaguar so it's already like a weird small body balance or like a small short scale offset short scale thing going on i'm gonna say i'm gonna say yeah 30 grand i'm 30 i'm gonna pop we could probably could even be way more than that yeah i mean dude they uh, you know i will say man i appreciate what the master shop does but they charge a lot of money for this stuff you know yeah um especially when i don't know if it slipped but during the interview he's like yeah we can make like something like this in a few hours not like the whole guitar but he was talking about like i think it was like a the, single part of it or yeah whatever, something yeah. and i was kind of like oh well it doesn't take like six months to order one of these and it could be just back sometimes well depending on the builder he even addressed that it's some for a lot of those guys it's literal years yeah on the wait list uh the question i had as i wrap up i want to say I, th- I thought it was a really good doc i really liked it it was short it was fun it was easy to watch mm-hmm. it was interesting but not like boring um and it was 20 minutes so that's great I thought it was uh, really cool how the master or the custom shop is doing like all the old stuff, all the old ways, you know, step by step uh, process, you know, you know, Mm -hmm. assembly line process, which, you know, I don't know how things go on the other side with just the standard instruments. My question is, when did it start going into the standardizing of the instruments? And this is an answer. I actually don't know if I had a guess. I have a few guesses. But when did it go from like? you know, the 40s, 50s era Fender to, like, you know, starting to make uh, these standardized models and then having, like... Because the custom shop didn't happen until, like, the 90s, I want to say, maybe late 80s. Mm -hmm. So at what point did it go from, like, we're making everything on this assembly line to, like, we're mass-producing these things? Yeah, I would imagine, I mean, I don't know exactly the answer to your question. I know they moved, you know, a couple times to, like, Corona and that sort of stuff. So I would imagine it was, like, 94 or something that would have happened. So maybe uh, some sort of modernization would have had to have happened in some way since then. But they obviously, like you've already addressed, still have a lot of the old original equipment that they're using in the custom shop. So it's not like they got rid of everything. So, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, 
well and then the the answer for like the vintage nuts who are probably screaming at their computer screens right now is like maybe it was you know during the sale of cbs to you know in 65 when they switched over to the cbs era Mm -hmm. then they probably started making more and more and that's why people shit on like anything that's like post cbs because it's like, oh, they just didn't care as much. They were just cranking stuff out. Which is also still so funny because that was always Leo Fender's mantra. He tried to make everything as cheaply as possible yeah. and use every part of every right. yeah, every, every piece of the animal. It wasn't this after like the delicate kill. process and everything. Like you know, he, he was trying to he was trying to make a a, regu- a process that you could repeat and make money from. Mm-hmm. And that so that's you know, they got they when CBS bought them, they were able to do that at scale finally. So yeah. whatever. Hogwash, your '69. J- yeah, I don't believe it. Has a freaking. I mean, everyone's like, you lot know, of soul. Well, it is funny because all the you know all the old guys on the forums they're like, ah, oh, what are you know, pre CBS was crap. It yeah. was just handmade stuff, and it shouldn't be worth ten thousand dollars. And then there's people who are like, all the '70s stuff is crap. The pre CBS is the only way to go. Well, you know, I I turn my nose up at anything with three bolts in it. Right, I can't help. Which it. I have a three bolt Strat that I've never had a setup. Can't help it. It plays perfectly. Um, I will say I really liked the doc. I think everybody should watch it if you're a gear nerd and you like Fender. I gave it nine out of ten. Mastodon husks, <laughs> tusks, Mastodon tusks. Thank you. Whoo, feeling a little loopy today. It's a Les Paul with the big heavy strings. It's on those it. new strings, man. Did we even talk about that? Nope. Really? Wow. Thank you for restringing my Les Paul with heavier strings. Thank you for that, Dave's doc. Thank you. Close that out. You're welcome. And of course, and it was, and I, I'm glad I sent it to you. And I'm glad that you watched it. Yeah, I just got around to watching it today, so I was excited because I had nothing for this week. It was nah, a good nah. one. But we did before we get into future gear. I mean, current gear. Dave brought his absolutely wonderful Lester over. Oh well, many thanks to you for helping helping gift it to me. Oh right, yeah, my significant other. It's it's just as beautiful as ever, and it has way heavier gauge strings on it now, which you could probably describe more of what's going on there than me. Yeah, so when you bought it, it I, I don't believe you've ever restrung it. Mm-mm. No, the strings were like brand new on it. There are new strings on there, and uh, they're they light. I would guess they were nines. I don't know for sure. I yeah. didn't have the pack strings, but I've fingied enough strings. I think they're nines. That was Charlie's uh, assumption as well. So There you go. We didn't get out the string gauge on this one no calipers involved no, not necessary and you played my last paul custom mm. in which has this set of strings that are now in your now are in your guitar and you liked it it has much beef has much beef mm-hmm. mas beforino and i made this decision last week after i brought it to practice because I, I had i had charlie play it or asked him nicely mm-hmm. to play, if he would like to play the les paul and he did and we both agreed that it was just lacking a little slab of beef going on. So you're like, next morning I'm texting you. I'm Hank, like, getting new strings. You want to throw some strings on there? Yeah. And I was like, heck yeah, brother. Well, I figured who better to to string it up for me than any someone who's done it. Uh, Would you say a thousand times? Oh yeah, no, that was a way overestimation. I hundreds. It's, it's hundreds of times sure. for sure. So. Uh, I, I like I like I like Les Pauls, <laughs> and so I was happy to do it. And this is a wonderful one. And and, and we were you were a little nervous that maybe it might be a little bit too heavy. First of all, I mean I think yeah, that's, sure. a, that's a pretty common fear. And I knew I wanted to just go big. I didn't want to get like the next step. Yeah. I, I asked you specifically what strings do you have on your Les Paul, mm-hmm. and that's why I was like I know they're heavy because I've played that thing. Let's go for it, and I can always dial it back. And and they're they're heavy in the sense of what I would consider the modern guitarist, but they're not heavy in the actual world of 
sure. things possible for guitar. But <laughs> so sure. it, on a, you know, on, on a standard scale instrument, mm-hmm. it's there. Uh, the, I believe the beefy set of Les Paul or yeah. of uh, Ernie Ball slinky strings. Right. It's like a sort of what is that? A pinkish pack? A, yeah, it's like a magenta. And it's a 11 to 52, I believe. And you were saying that's more than just like buying 11s, right? It's like uh, each string has a different. The, the, yeah, you, I think you might normally find a 49 bottom string with the 11 set somewhere around there. So it's, yeah, it's slightly just heavier down the line, especially as you get down to the low, what should be the low E, mm-hmm. depending on your tuning. And you were a little nervous that also that uh, it might not work with a nut because it's a, yeah. that's a pretty thinly slotted nut yeah i think I my say. biggest by the way concern. a lot of stuff we're talking about uh could also apl- have apply to if we were like shopping for butt plugs for the first time sure you want to make sure it's the right fit and you don't want to go too big too you fast. don't want to go too big too fast and i think that was what i was nervous about well that's in my head now and, uh, and being nervous and and everything i say now is perfectly natural we're talking about that you only get to live once you know, i'm not uncomfortable I'm at all right now no i think uh you know dude i just didn't want it to be a thing where i had to take it to the doctor because the uh the hole wasn't big enough. You know what I mean? Well, you brought it to your buddy, Dr. Hank. I know. And I, well, that's uh, part of the I, reason. And I threw some, threw some, and we had no issue fitting the, uh, and it nut. fit, fit great. But I just, I yeah. think that's a little, that's a little touch and tip. If you're thinking about putting heavier strings on your instrument, don't like dive right in, cut all your old strings right. off and then, you know, make it so you can't yeah. reverse course we if it doesn't the, work. Went for the low E first and then, because that's where your problems going to be. Had it not fit, we just would have put the other string back. Put on the other there. string back but, on, yes. so I didn't clip anything. Right. I sort Smart. of shimmied it out. But uh, and we were going to possibly condition the fretboard, but you and I both I agreed. I, I think it just doesn't, it doesn't need it. Doesn't need it. So that's exciting. And so we threw those heavy heavier strings on there, and and I didn't even adjust the height of anything. I mean, it might need to be reincinated. I haven't I haven't checked that yet. Mm, okay. Uh, I didn't adjust the height of the uh, bridge at all. It just rips. Yeah, man. It's. It feels a lot different now. It's it feels awesome. so, I th- I, and that guitar felt great before because I played it for a while even mm-hmm, before because I wanted to have a feel for it. And it's it does. I just I don't know. I like heavier strings on the Les Paul. I like heavier strings on that scale length and that width nut. It just yeah. it makes sense for my fingies. I think I'm gonna get used to it and really like it. And it's not that I didn't like it. I just you know I'm so used to playing this specific guitar with those little you know stringy bouncy mm-hmm. little nines or whatever they were, which. You know, I was saying earlier, I'm like, my Strat kind of has that feel right now, that kind of springy, like, mm-hmm. jinky, jinky, you've got jinky. that, you've got that slot. I've got that slot filled, so we filled these slots with some, slot. some beefier strings, and I'm, I'm very, very happy, man. I can't wait to get it home through the Vox and, like, be able to, like, know my sound exactly. and, like, really compare it, you know, with what I remember the other ones. It'll, it should be pretty good. It'll probably, I would imagine, perhaps the G through E will drift for like a day or oh, two. Oh, yeah. I, I figured it. Well, I got that tuner at home. We got that, you know, fancy pedal, snark pedal tuner now. Snarky. Dude, let's, uh, yeah, so yeah. Uh, thanks for letting me Dude, get my fingers thanks for over stringing it. it up and helping yeah. me out. And Love playing that guitar. It was guitar. a lot of fun. I man. got to shred a little bit on it and it felt great. You sound great, dude. Thanks. Uh, future gear. Got some gear time. We've been rambling for a while. Let's, let's, let's see what we can do here, buddy. Uh, because got to, ooh, we've got a couple of things that are sort of like, updates on other things we've talked about which is kind of neat so a piece of gear that we talked about recently the black star amped one okay. uh which we've it's come up a couple times because we first of all we just like we we watched some stuff on it online and talked about it because we liked it yeah and it's and it's a cool product that we enjoy uh 
Two, it also had a little bit of a controversy with the blue guitar. Right. Now I remember. Now, my friend, Amped 2 has been unleashed upon us. Oh. It's the same sort of baseline package, right? 100 watt guitar amp and a pedal sort of deal. Uh, But this time, it also has effects. Oh, cool. So it's designed to be your all-in-one amp, live recording, whatever effects you need all-in-one solution all mm-hmm. in one box you can of course you know run other pedals in front of it or whatever and do different stuff with that that's a, a separate thing but this is it's going to be all your everything you probably are going to need uh, in one box it's got 12 effects types now it has it's a little bit wider it's got separate foot switches for reverb delay modulation and drive mm. which is pretty cool it's got cab rig which is their that sort of you know their ir based direct output sort of situation sure. solution that they have. It's got three presets for and these that. are all upgrades from the, the first version. This is, yep. Cool. Um, it's got output over USB C XLR DI and a headphone jack, which the other one doesn't have or no, the other one does have the headphone jack. We talked about that. This is pretty neat. It has a nine volt DC output so you can power other pedals. Oh, wow. From it. Oh shit. Uh, MIDI control over all of its parameters, a tap tempo for the delay and modulation. Oh, and I forgot to mention built in tuner. Damn, well. dude. So it, it really could be, if you like the sound of this thing, really could be just like everything you need, bring it with you, plug it into a cabinet, mm-hmm. plug it into a, up a front of house, plug it into a computer. Right. You got it, everything. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, is this replacing the Amped one or are they just, are they going to No, it's a, it's a separate complimentary product. Cool. Cool. So if you recall, the Amped one was priced 500 Yeah. Knowing that, what do you think? Yeah, I'm gonna asking for. I mean, it's got quite a few more features on it, so I'm gonna say it's seven fifty. I love where your head is. Six fifty. I love where that price is. Isn't that a that? I think that's a a really decent price. It's a no brainer if you're already gonna buy the first one. I was surprised. I thought they would. Like, I think seven fifty, seven forty nine. I feel like they could have charged a little more, and I rarely say that. (laughs) I feel like they might need to step up their uh, marketing a little bit. You do realize why would you? Because I agree, and no, You're just giving these things away. Uh, here, speaking of updates, jumping right in the next piece here, Orange has updated an update, updated an update to their Rocker Verb Fifty amp. Okay, so they've got the Rocker Verb Fifty, which is their fifty watt combo Very popular, yeah. two by twelve ripping freaking amp. Big fan. Mark Three is the most recent one. Uh, they've put it on what they call a crash diet. Oh, no. Because they've slimmed it down and removed 18% of the weight. Hmm. And now it's the same amp with slightly thinner cabinetry. Okay. And different speakers. They went, I believe, from vintage 30s to i don't have the note i believe it was vintage 30s to creambacks okay and with all of this stuff combined uh Shaved they've a made it off. almost 20 percent, almost one fifth lighter it's ready for summer it's well, called I'm, the the mark the rocker Verb 50 mark 3 neo oh cool yeah what are those uh speakers called that are supposed to be like ultra lightweight a lot of bases. neodymium neodymium yeah mm-hmm. i couldn't pronounce it but they could have even gone they could have even gone skinnier yeah. So are those speakers neodymium? Speakers? I don't believe these are neodymium. I don't think creambacks are. I could yeah. be. I could be wrong. We'll have to throw that in the symphony. Sure, sure. I, what I like is they. Sure, didn't, sure, 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 sure. No, no, no. What I like is that they didn't um, adjust anything in the you know electronic section. They didn't use you know lighter 
lighter guts to make it actually sound what it sounds. Yeah, like. I don't. I, it's all it's all still tubes and right. cranking transformers and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So I, yeah, I don't. I'm not even sure how much you could save with that kind of thing, unless you like your. I guess you if you want solid it with state, shittier stuff or something yeah. like that, right? Right. Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't seem. Maybe they did. Maybe we're. Maybe we're oh, hawking, dang, hawking lies around here. Hogged out. But the old one had a price drop, so they they still have that for sale. Where I was looking, uh, but the new one that has a price. What do you think? They're. Do you have any idea what they're asking for these? I think the new ones. Is this now? Is this the combo or the head and the kit? It's a combo. The Rocker Group Fifty is a. It's right. a two by twelve. Right. 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 Um, was that like twenty four hundred something like that? The are you are you telling me this new price or are you telling me the price of what the, the original, original ones were? Or something? I I I don't, they don't have say? that price. I know what they are now. I don't I don't I didn't see what they were before. Just hit me, dude. I'm ready. The originals have now have been price dropped to twenty one forty nine, and the new ones are twenty six ninety nine. Yeah, I think they I think they were right in the twenty five hundred range because that would make sense. Let's go lower if you want the old model. Let's go higher than the original price if you want the new model. There you go. That's how uh, Black Star should be doing. <laughs> you tell them. Oh, this is orange, by the way. Yeah, I know. I, I'm talking oh, about. The sorry, last <laughs> I, was I was I was distracted it was by a my callback. stupid fucking phone. Um, my bad, dog. Uh, it's they. Oh, by the way, I I didn't even mention this. I guess they took design cues from their PPC two twelve V cab. Like they were like, oh, we realize like a, a lighter way to make our cabinets. Oh, we're cool. just gonna We're gonna implement that shit. I like that. Another update sort of thing where we've talked about stuff before and now there's a new thing involved with it. So it. before we talked about this really cool pedal that you might recall, my friend David, from Korg. And it was in this, in this new tech, which is a questionable name for anything. It's N-U colon capital T-E-K-T. So there was this pedal called the ODS and it was this new tech series pedal where it, you had to build it yourself. Korg sent you all this stuff. We, oh. No, it's not soldering, which you like assembled it yourself. And it was built around the new tube, which is why the new, new tech, new tech. thing is a deal. Uh, there are now two new additions to the new tech, the new, new tech range. <laughs> Uh, and they a are little confusing. the HDS harmonic distortion and TRS power tube reactor. Okay. Uh, so watch some stuff, read some stuff, I guess they're saying they haven't given a, a time frame yet. The original one took about 45 minutes or so to assemble. So imagine around the same round time, the same time frame to get this thing up and running once you get it yourself mm-hmm. and it comes Originally, it was it, the original pedal. This original line was more of like a single size pedal. These have these two new ones are a little bit wider, so they've got more knobs on the front. Mm. Uh, they're both sort of standardizing the kind of like shapes of the enclosures and whatnot, which I'm I'm fine with that. They've got I think four knobs, a couple switches. My favorite feature about both of them, I think this is really cool, and I wish every pedal designer would do this from now on. If your pedal has internal trim pots. Mm. Like these new new tech pedals do, give me a little door that you can just unscrew on top, take the little panel off, and then you've got boom one two tree your 
your trim pots right next to each other that you What is access. it usually? You have to get the whole case Take off? Take the whole thing off the paddle board. Interesting. You freaking fleep it open. You freaking fleep the screws out. You find the things on there. You find them. No, this is, they thought the design through where you can just like, bada boom, get it through the thing. Dude, how's it? I mean, how long has it been? How long? Here's a band. Dude, uh, I was trying to think. Great. I, I just love this idea so deeply. Because I, I, I had to turn the trim pot on my old uh, electro harmonics. And I believe, yeah, I had to take the bottom. The micro synth, off. yeah. Yeah, the micro sure. synth. It was a quiet pedal when I got it. Um, so there's there are two pedals. Mm. One is more of like a drive pedal. The other one's more like a amp, pre-ampy kind of thing, I would say. More built around like the, the sounder, or I would say architecture of, of being like a guitar ampy sound the other one's a little more like different types of drives mm-hmm. sound um each pedal has four control knobs and oh i forgot to mention they do both have leds of course uh they uh the hds has three different distortion circuits that supposedly diver- deliver never before heard harmonic distortion that's how they're selling Whoa, it. i don't know what that never means. before heard whether that's actually the case remains to be seen but uh it's they're also saying this is interesting that it's not only of course going to be cool with guitar but maybe you want to check that out on some other instruments maybe a little bass uh, maybe a little synthesizer yeah? maybe a little freaking i don't know you name it it's got, it's got a, it's got a it's got a cable coming out of it you throw it in there no way maybe a microphone uh it was created in collaboration this is pretty neat with Fumio Mieda the guy behind uh the who made the who made the original Univibe that, you know, like Jimi Hendrix yeah, playing stuff. Yeah. This guy was worked on them with this distortion pedal. That's pretty cool. And it, he talks about it as a new kind of distortion based on harmonic synthesis that covers both traditional and all new sounds. So that you know that gets my my little heart pumping a little bit because I'm always looking for what they call a new sound. Well, that's what I'm like. That's a bold statement in today's music world. Well, Fumio Mieta says it. Damn. The other pedal is the TRS is uh, some sort of like I said, amp, compressy, preampy kind of sound deal, uh, which they say sounds exactly as a triode vacuum tube. Uh, rich overtones, dynamic response, etc. You can control volume, power, sag, tube gain, and mix, which you know I love a mix knob. And uh, that goes from direct to tube. While they're again, both these have internal trim pots. On this one, that you can do the tone, sustain, and threshold. Which so those are things that you're probably going to want to have access to. Boom. Take that door off. Every it's pedal from now on, please give me a tone door. Take a hint, guys. Just call a tone door. Uh, you can have it from me. I like that a lot. We won't put you in tone jail. No, no. We'll get you out of tone jail if you're in. We'll bail you out. I haven't seen an official U.S. price yet. Only a U.K. of 199 pounds. I like that. But uh, the original smaller one is 299 in the U.S. I would imagine these are going to be. Well, you heard, So you heard some more. demos today, though. What do you think? I think they're freaking cool, man. Yeah, yeah. I, Which one do you like? I'm always more. So I don't really, I don't really do the amp and a pedal or preamp and a pedal thing. It's, it's still, I still can't wrap my head around the idea of running a preamp designed around an amp circuit, <laughs> and then amp. putting on your pedal board and then running it through another amp. Yeah, that just, I don't, it does, I, I don't know. It's my sound, bro. I'm sure it, those, it Probably, can sound good. It's just it's not a it's not a dragon. Could I'm be chasing. like a cool thing for recording or something. So I'm more interested in the distortion, especially as they decide or or describe that because I there's no, 
you know, there hasn't been any like in-depth demonstrations or anything. This is just like a new announcement. Sure. But I want to see what crazy stuff I can do. Yeah. You know, yeah, now Dave new sounds, man. Mm, new sounds. This is pretty new and pretty neat. Poly effects who they make like the, I want to say the moon poly moon. They make, they make a bunch of really wacky, cool future geary pedals i think i've heard of them they have come out with a collaboration with josh smith who for those who don't know one of just the most freaking ripping guitarists on earth like is go, he like a studio guy press pause and go just Check. go listen to some josh smith josh yeah smith. he does his own thing he does studio stuff he is always playing live he's always doing gear demos and hell yeah stuff like that and he came out with a signature distortion box. Oh boy! With Polly, and if you know, and I mean, you know, it's going to sound good because it's Josh Smith involved. You know, it's going to be wacky and forward thinking in some way because it's Polly. So the pedal's called the Flat Five or Flat V, but I'm sure it's Flat Five. Uh, it has two. It's a distortion box. It has two channels mm-hmm. that you can use at any time and uh independently stack them with each other like etc and they're different sort of deals the, actually kind of i didn't even th- realize until this moment but sort of similar to this cork situation where one's based more on just like making quote-unquote distortion sounds the other one's more focused on making quote-unquote amp you know circuitry based type sounds and then you know cascading those into each other much like those cork pedals we were just talking about the interesting part about this, because of course a lot of things do this. There are a lot of options. You can select the different diodes, etc. Cool. Sounds awesome. But the coolest thing about it, Dave, is that it's two foot switches. Guess how many knobs? One. Freaking none, buddy. No knobs again? None knobs. I'm tired of this none knob nonsense. But you know what it does have? What do we got? LED touch sliders. I'm back. <laughs> I'm in. In in implement implemented in a, 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 I would say more artistic way than maybe some other things we've seen from like dark glass and some other yeah. implementations Which of this. Which can be problematic too if you're kind of. I feel like the touch sensitivity can be weird sometimes yeah yeah i mean you want to make that you want to make it clear what you're trying to get done but so you instead of instead of moving the volume and the gain up and down or, or sliding it around with a knob you do it with a touch slider and right. these and not only that so it opens up some other opportunities because there's all sorts of digital control stuff and like sub parameters with this that you can get to so there is there's another part on the pedal that it's like sort of like a little touch pad that you touch and that gives you access to a sub menu so on the, fr- on, the fr- cool. on the front, I think it's you have four standard controls that you have s- slider access to, which, by the way, everything is MIDI addressable and automatable. Sweet. Uh, presets can be saved into the pedal. Naturally. You can then press this special touch spot sub menu right. for more controls. Another series. I like and that. so the interesting thing about this these designs is that, which especially on the distortion side you have access to a high pass and a low pass filter on the pedal itself so you can do these sort of like cool filter resonant weird envelope filter almost kind of things like that. With yeah. it. and also definitely cool. automated easily through the pedal to do tremolo sounds and stuff too 
Damn, dude. It's wild. I've never seen anything like it. Does uh, Josh Smith have any other signature pedals, or is this his? He's, you know, a very famous pedal, the um, Love Pedal Chula, I believe it's called. T-C-H-U-L-A, I believe is how you do it. Uh, it's been, that's been around for years in a often cloned type circuit. Uh, he, that's his, that's his sort of like nice design for for many years now yeah i think probably and frankly there are probably other ones that i just don't know off the top of my head but right yeah he's yeah i just didn't know if this was like his so first. ripping no i no Damn, it's dude. definitely not 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 his first rodeo friends sounds like you might be picking one of these up i'm smitten we can do good on that price what do you think it does a lot of stuff it's they got all, a lot of they all do it's got a lot of fancy inner workings though so i'm gonna say 250 this guy i hate to disappoint you friend you have to open up your wall a little wider you have to get out there huh Tree 99 i'm gonna split this on two cards please yeah exactly it's got a lot of digital stuff going on you know yep hey that stuff don't pay for itself Whew, we've been talking a lot you gotta talk about a couple more things what do you think that sounds good man real fast i don't want to get into this one too much because i think it's dweeby and lame but there is that uh funny sort of funny new uh big ear pedals Boost that came out in collaboration with that other podcast out there mm. called 60 cyclone and it's nine switches no knobs yeah 250 bucks seemed kind of goofy i will say that i like big ear pedals they did that pizza themed fuzz <laughs> no, the pizza one's funny that was dope but this before we get to the last piece of gear tonight i i just wanted to i was i thought about this earlier and i wanted to ask you okay as a like if there if we were to have a podcast themed mm. pedal signature gearbuds pedal we we have a one gearbuds pedal what do you think dude i mean well first of all i feel like you know, the creative direction would have to go in yours because you are the pedal master and guitar player of the band. But uh, but you're a bass player, so yeah, but we wouldn't do a bass pedal. What if we did something that could do both? Could do both. I mean, I've been pretty happy using guitar pedals on bass, so mm-hmm. I think there, it's it's a possibility, despite what the lore is out there in the air. Maybe a pedal where you bring it to the jam sesh. Your buddy plugs into one side, you plug into the other. Run one side to the bass amp, one side to the guitar amp. It's a dual dual pedal. Dude. The gear buddy. Dude, you thought about this. No, oh no. You just thought all. about yeah. this? I like that a lot. Oh, it's a it's 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 kind of in pre- and it sounds like a fun idea on paper, but when you go to execute it like it's going to be kind of You're annoying, sharing sure. a pedal. Yeah, exactly. But cuz who's going to take it who's going to take control? Well, is there You could have a remote. You could have a remote control with it. Or you, you could have I mean, you could have two sides, or does it just do one effect through both instruments? At no, the same it has time? two sides, but the pedal's going to live somewhere. So, you're, oh, mean, it's got to live in the middle, of in the, the middle of the, the, the stage, stage <laughs> of the rehearsal space. Yeah, it's like it's like not huge, so you kind of like bonk into each other, like hitting it and stuff. It's not no one's board. It's not nobody's board. That's the it's pedal buddy, gear buddy. What could we do that? Dude, what I kind of love that this hasn't idea. been done before. Right. I mean, this is where you come in because I feel like which that I don't know that I've seen that before. I, that's what I'm thinking. This the whole idea is so interesting that you could do pretty much any effect, and it would be so. You know, the easy one would be like, oh, it's just like a cool stomp box that both. What sides about can use. what about something that makes your guitar sound like it's got a Chicago accent? <laughs> sausage, sausage. 
The sausage box. Illinois. Um, no, dude, I actually think this is a funny idea because you, so let's just say if, like hypothetically, if it was like a stomp box thing, right? Mm-hmm. You could have like your presets and like kind of like the one you were just talking about. You get like different sounds, two sides. The knobs are on both sides, so they're not like in front like a normal pedal. They're kind of off to the sides with the controls split in the middle. So it's like here and here. You yeah. run through there, right? So you have your own thing. So you just have to like turn. No, sideways. remember, there's going to be two cables for each pot for each person. Oh, so I was thinking like, it's like you've got the box that's like longitudinal, like an actual electroharmonics box. Okay. And then what would normally be the bottom, you would still be the bottom. That's like the inputs. And yeah. then the outputs would come for both sides. And then you sort of have it, yeah, split like a line down the center of that, yeah. like a soccer field with the goals each side. The goals is on the, yeah. are the pedal or the switches. Right. So you'd have like, you know, and you could do different because it like it would actually be cool for like two guitar players in the same band because you could be like, you know, like let's just say you're like a hair metal band and one guy's got like the jing, 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 and the other guy's like, and it could just be like two. You know, sweet guitar players playing through it, or but the bass. And also remember, let's let's keep in mind this is our signature. So let's let's get what we want. Well, that's why I like the idea of just two, like it having two. I think that's just brilliant on its own. Okay, which is like it's more of a novelty, but I think it could actually also be pretty. Yeah, cool. it's it's stupid and wonderful, I, just like you and me. It almost doesn't matter what it does because of the concept of the pedal is that you have to have a buddy to share it with. It's gearbuds. Yeah, you share it with us. Yep. We'll share it with you. We'll put our face, and our faces are going to be what you stomp on. That'd be great. Great idea, man. Oh, I think it was a group idea. And uh, final thing, we got one more piece. Let's talk. Epiphone's added a couple of things. Mm. Couple bass guitars really? that I thought you might be interested in, really? Dave. That you hadn't seen already. I have not seen. They added two models to its product line for 2023, which is still hard for me to remember that that is the year we're in currently. Me too. They revived a Newport bass. Which I'm sure you know a Newport guitar very well, mm-hmm. and an acoustic El Capitan S, or no, just a J200 studio bass. So we'll talk about oh, the, yeah. the Newport first. Uh, classic Epi design first came out in '61. Two pickups on there. Do you remember? It's got a mudbucker and a. Sort of like it's sort of like, like a the skinnier one S or a EB three mm-hmm. setup, the fatter and the skinnier down by exactly. the bridge. Yeah, same deal on that, but on that like Newport Wilshire body, that rounder body, rounder okay. SG ish mm-hmm. sort of, but fatter, wider than that body. Uh, they promise rich, deep tones, which makes sense to me. Uh, they call it the TB Pro pickup in the bridge is the brighter one. They've got a sidewinder, is what they call their mudbucker now, I mm. guess, in the neck. And it's master volume tone, four colorways, cherry, coral, yellow, and blue. Each of those have fancier names. What do you think they're asking on these bad boys? I, I've been pretty happy with Epiphone because they're not they're not crazy with their prices. They're keeping it real while keeping it safe. Yeah. I'm gonna say four fifty. Dog. Tree seventy nine. Oh yeah. Isn't that a nice price for That's something a nice like price. that? That just makes you want to go, I can just hit up. I can get a right little short scale and hit right. Z zones. Throw some flats on it. Flat it, flat it down. Uh, Speaking, we were talking about before that Julian Lodge uh, rig rundown. He puts flat, plays flats on all this stuff. I always associate with guitar players flats as like a jazzy thing. Well, he's 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 jazzy, but he's also transcendent. Would you, ever, would you ever get a set of flats? I bought a set of flats and never put them on the oh, Jazzmaster, the and then I sold it. 
You still have the flats. I do. Could be fun. Could put those on something. I could maybe I could put it on the three the three thirty. Do it. I think that might have to happen. Do it. Okay. Seriously, do it. Do it. That'd be awesome. Hold on. I have to ask yeah. you about the El Capitan. El Capitan. This this ha- this model has existed, so I want to know. New, I've heard yeah. of the. So did the they Newport. make an improvement? Well, it was. The, it, I don't think they ever made a Newport base. Oh oh oh! I'm sorry. Right, we were talking about that. El Capitan. Yes, it's an sorry. acoustic. The acoustic. They have made this. Okay, okay. so this one, uh, it is uh, basically a, a take on the Gibson SJ200, which is why I said that before. Mm. So they're that's that's just what they're calling it, El Capitan, because it's a jumbo, jumbo you know, body, big old body. I like those. It's a 20 fret Indian laurel, so you know, think rosewood fingerboard, mm-hmm. perloid crown inlays, and it has that. Pretty iconic, I might argue, mustache bridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thirty point five scale length, so sh- that's I would consider that short scale. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it also comes with a freaking pickup, and it can be plugged in as like one, one might hope. Uh, it is a Sonicore preamp with a Fishman Sonitone under saddle pickup, so I bet they'll sound pretty decent if Fishman's involved. Yep. And uh, comes in aged. Vintage burst and a, an aged vintage natch. Kind of like that. Kind of like the age thing. I I like the I like the natural a little bit more. Yeah. Usually, is it a is the burst like a orangey re, a yellow or is it like a it's two-tone? a vintage? It's a, it's closer to two tone tobacco-y kind yeah. of. Um, Same price on both. Okay, dude. What I do mean, you think they're asking on, on this sort of instrument? Those aren't too bad. I'm gonna say uh, like four hundred. You know, Dave, you shot a little low on these. Ooh, yeah, they're a little bit. These are a little bit nicer instruments. They've got the pickup. They've got the their acoustics. Oh, they're six ninety nine. Oh, dang. Yeah, yeah. That's not. That's gonna be a no for me. That's a hard no for. Do- I, it's though. not that Epiphone is doing anything wrong, but in the seven hundred dollar range for a acoustic bass, you can get something really nice. So. It's pretty upmarket for. But I mean, you know, we keep saying it. Gear bro, gear boomies. We're freaking fighting inflation tooth and nail over here. I think the El Capitan bass that they have maybe it doesn't have a pickup maybe that's what's different but i swear those were like in the 250 range or something like really that. i yeah, didn't know that under 300 okay um but this again this is like this used, might be a separate used market deal, yeah. older and i wanted to say i, I thought you were going to bring this up because i didn't know this existed until today and i didn't send it to you because uh, i wanted to save it for the pod but epiphone also has something new that i've never seen before maybe you have hmm. they had a white les paul custom with a dark back no i didn't yes, see that and it is Gorgeous. Is it it's gold new? hardware? Uh, Les Paul. It's this brand is a new, new announcement. Brand new. Wow. It's on like sweet. I get like a Sweetwater ad down like one of my websites or something. I was on one at. of my websites one that I my, frequent. One of my programs, um, dude. It looked so cool, and it was it was like dark back white custom custom. Still an ebony fretboard on there. I think so. Yeah, and uh, geez, gold I, hardware. I hope it was a custom and not a standard because the standards are cheap. They're like three fifty or something. What do you think this bad boy was as custom? Well, having owned an Epiphone Les Paul custom, I know what they cost typically. I'm going to guess dark back $7.99. I think it was like $7.49. Yeah. $7.49? Because yeah. I remember thinking, I just I remember how cheap, and maybe they were just blowing them out at the time, but we were talking about Epiphone a few episodes ago, many episodes ago, how the brand new ones, and you played them at CME, and mm-hmm. you were like, Dude, they were standards like, were good. They guitars. were like three hundred bucks. They were really good guitars. Yeah, and I all the reviews were awesome. So I was kind of like, that'd be cool. And then I saw this thing today, and it's got the dark back, which is so weird that they made a 
uh, a back on something that never existed before. I just I can't figure it out. I mean, I don't know about you, but like it's thought it was kind of weird that they made a dark back when dark backs nowhere, they never it's never been idea. a thing ever before. And whoever talked about that before. So weird to me. Thanks, so Dave. Appreciate you. I thought that was super weird. Coming a bat for me. Coming uh, yeah, a dark back for I'd me. So that every one. time I hear that now, I'm like, but it looks cool with the white finish, and then you flip it over, mm. and it's like dark, dark. I dark. don't know if I've ever seen that. Really cool looking. I, you know what I didn't Made do? Me tingle a little bit just trying to imagine. I didn't do what my research is, but I wouldn't be surprised if they made a gold top version as well. But yeah, of course that's wonderful, and you know how much I lost over a 56, but the white was real nice. I've always looked for an excuse to get a real, because like you know I had that before, but I to get a to get a real Gibby, oh white yeah. one. If oh, they made dude. a Gibby white one with the dark back, that would have to be a rare bird. I feel like I've never even seen that finish on like an old one before. No, maybe it's like I've seen white in the seventies. Little refan, refan would be badass on it. Knock the price. Maybe I do you. it to mine. Maybe I just put a white top on a mine which already has a dark back. Just finish the job, dude. I like it. Do you really like it? Me refinishing it. mine? I wouldn't care. It's your guitar. Man. I wouldn't care. <laughs> it's not mine, dude. It's got somewhat it's got nice wear and stuff on there. No, that's the saddest part about refins is when they have like because I thought the the jazz bass would be a cool refin project, but it has some really cool like thumb grooves and stuff already, and I was like, I would hate to do it. Dude, lose I would that. I would do I would I would take the finish off of that. That jazz bass? Off the Les Paul. The black one. Yours. Oh, no, mine? mine already has it all. Oh, hell mine, no, already, mine already has it removed. I love the finish of mine. It's so dark. It's like such a rich, dark red. I know, but I'm. But mine if it was has, a clown mine, based, mine has it removed. No, 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 no. On the neck. I'm just talking about the neck. Oh, I thought you were talking about the body. I was like, how dare you? Um, how dare you? <laughs> you know what's funny? I thought about it. Because with all my fun, I like to knock them with the. Uh, in fact, I, I was with digging the, around the, the other day wool. and I found my, found my, uh, my, my 4 0 steel wool. Mm hmm. And uh, so I knocked off some some finish on the uh, on my sixty two back of the neck actually, and I think that might be a Fender thing for me. There's something about the fanciness of the kind of gloss on the back of that wow. guitar that I actually like. It's a red carpet. It kind of makes it feel a little classier to me. So I think I'm gonna leave it. But I get where you're coming from. But yeah, Fenders just because they're already like they're not painted, so it's like yeah, yeah. you can just knock all that shit off. And the gloss is stickier. That is not a sticky finish. That it. is not a sticky finish. Speaking of which, you reminded me. I got to get home and wipe that wipe that down real good on the back. Your wife? Hey, maybe. Wow, we've beefed hard on this. Yeah, dude, that was a fun one. I've I don't even want to have any idea how long that's that was. You think it was a long one? I think it was a long one, but that's okay because that's what we do around these parts. Yeah, and we maybe get beefed they, out. Maybe they didn't make it this far. I don't know. Maybe they did. But. Dave, I love you. I love you too, bud. Thanks for making it this far with me in our lives together. Made it. And if you made it this far with us in this particular episode of this pod set, podcast that we love to make together, why don't you go make some music? 